0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. We're back, as always, and let's start in in Chicago, in Wrigleyville. So the Cubs have lost 10 straight, folks. It's, th- it's not going well. Things have taken a turn for the worse in Chicago. I mean, they just lost the first game of the series last night, and that's given them their longest losing streak since 2012. 13 to 3 was the final score in their loss to the Phillies last night at Wrigley. And they haven't won a game since Zach Davies and three relievers combined to no hit the Dodgers on June 24. They've just lost every game since then. I mean that's 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 a bummer. That's a huge problem. Obviously, you go from the highest of highs, now they're at the lowest of lows. But yeah. 2012 it's been nine years since they they've had a stretch like this and quotes coming out of Chicago they're saying everybody's mad apparently uh yeah of course you know that's not that's not gonna make people happy but yeah the Cubs have dropped below 500 now they're eight and a half games out of first place in NL Central yeah they they hope things would begin to turn around when they returned to Wrigley Field last night where they had a really good 26 and 13 record coming into Monday but the road woes came home with a team that's still looking for answers, still looking for answers. Um, it's going to be a, a, pivotal, a pivotal stretch here because you have the trade deadline coming. If they continue at this trend, I mean, we're going to have to revisit those conversations of whether or not they need to trade Chris Bryant or Javier Baez or you know anyone like that at the deadline because these guys are going to be free agents at the end of the year. So yeah, the Phillies just kind of jumped all over them, 13-3 was the final score coming out of Wrigley. If we head to Anaheim, so it was actually Shohei Ohtani's birthday yesterday. It was Shohei Ohtani's 27th birthday and he was facing the Red Sox, he and the Angels were facing the Red Sox. The Red Sox actually won this game, a 5-4 victory in an opener of a three game series out there in Anaheim. And this game was, I mean, there were a lot of great things. Rafael Devers three-run homer, but Kike Hernandez continued to show some stellar defense out in center field. He showed off his glove. He showed off his arm. I mean, a couple days ago, he also showed off his arm in center field in Oakland. So he's just been, I mean, he's now been the Red Sox primary center fielder. And this is someone who they signed to be the primary second baseman. But in-season, in-season construction of the roster, because have, has changed things because the Red Sox have a really good second baseman, or I should say a good, not really, Oh, I mean, his numbers are pretty good. Christian Arroyo has been much better than anyone expected at second base for the Red Sox. I mean, there was a the question of whether he or not he'd even make the team coming out of spring training. Now he's he's playing second base for them on most days. I wouldn't say he's their everyday second baseman, but he's playing there a lot and he continues to impress. So they're going to keep throwing him out there. So Kike Hernandez is their center fielder, and now defensively, Kike has just been putting up monster numbers, but Rafael Devers continues to put up monster numbers as well. Oh, by the way, uh, both Devers and Cristiano Arroyo homered for the Red Sox yesterday. That's how they got their runs. A solo shot off of Arroyo's bat, a three-run blast off of Devers' bat. Martín Pérez started five and the third with one earned run for the Red Sox. And I, like I said, it was Otani's birthday. Um, he was dh one for five. Yesterday and um, yeah, they were able to tame him. The Red Sox had a lefty out there able to tame him and keep him in the yard. Not many teams have been able to keep him in the yard. Obviously, he leads the major leagues in home runs. So, I keep talking about the impending trade deadline, right? It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. So, who are some pitchers who could be on the move before the deadline, right? Who are some pitchers who could be on the move? Look for guys like Kyle Gibson on the Rangers. You know, this dude is just named an all star for the first time. He's having his best season at the age of 33. He's leading the American League in ERA. He had a 198. Okay. This is someone whose contract is controllable for for another season after this, because he signed a three year $28 million contract running through 2022. But, you know, you're wondering if you trade for him, how long can you keep this up? Because he has a life entering the season, he had a lifetime 457 ERA, right? And you're wondering, well, why is he having such a breakout year at the age of 33? So you're wondering if it's just a flash in the pan or you know, is he someone that can keep it up moving forward? What about somebody like Sonny Gray on the Reds? So Sonny Gray has been outstanding in three seasons since joining the Reds in a trade. So he's registered 153 ERA plus with a strikeout rate close to 30%. And I mean, this is uh, of all the pitchers who were likely to be traded, I would say Gray would be near the bottom because the Reds are still in that National Central, National League Central race. I mean, entering yesterday, they were seven games behind the Brewers in first, but you know, you know how things can change. You know how things can change. So maybe the, the Reds wouldn't want to give up. They probably won't give up, but someone like a like a, a Kyle Gibson or someone like a Jose Barrios. So Jose Barrios of the Twins. So. He's not an ace, but he has a very long track record as an above average starter. He's durable. He can get strikeouts. I mean, since the beginning of 2017, he's 12th in the majors and starts 10th in innings, 16th in strikeouts with a 115 ERA plus, All right? So this season, a 118 ERA plus, 96 punchouts, in 94 two-thirds innings. So you, you know what you're getting from this guy. You're getting a good two starter, you know, like best case scenario two, worst case scenario three starter, no worse than that. He's right in his prime at age 27. He's under control through 2022, so you can pencil him into your rotation for next season as well as this year, right? So I think this is this is the this is probably the best starter on the trade market if the Twins decide to go that route, which they really might. But this could this is someone who could definitely help a playoff team that needs pitching. And Definitely could help a playoff team, team that needs pitching. Sorry, I just had to do a double take there for a second, but. Yeah, so if we head down to Miami, the Marlins beat the Dodgers yesterday, and Trevor Rogers continued. So he was just named an All Star the other day, and you know continues, you know continues his strong season. He was good against a dangerous lineup, five innings, two earned runs. Opposing him was Walker Buehler, five innings, three earned runs. But the Marlins got the win here. Marlins got the win here, five four over LA. If we move out to San Diego. What happened over there? So the Nats beat the Padres. Trey Turner. I mean, this dude—he returned to Petco Park. Remember, this is someone who used to be—he—he he used to be in the Padres organization. You know, he—but well, he came up with the Nationals. But he was a minor league with the Padres for a little bit. Um, he was a player to be named later. I'm—I'm for, I'm now forgetting which trade it was, but there was a big trade. i uh, will remember it after this, or you guys can fill me in. I remember mean, there was a big trade where Trey Turner went over, and he was a player to be named later. No one really saw it coming. I have a feeling it was like a. Ah, I'm not even gonna, not even gonna guess, but yeah. Yesterday, in his return to the lineup, um, he it was a series opening against the Padres. He actually missed the whole four-game series against the Dodgers over the weekend, but he jumped all over a Joe Musgrove 94 mile-an-hour fastball in the top of the first inning. Sent it soaring 410 feet to left field. Like, okay, that finger's good because he jammed his finger sliding into third to complete hitting for a cycle. So he, he gets in there, he hits a home run, and you're like, okay, yeah, this dude, this dude is, uh, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. You know, we talked about Alcides Escobar. Alcides Escobar coming over to the Nationals in the wake of the Kyle Schwarber injury. Alcides Escobar was three for four yesterday. You know, he was leading off for the Nats yesterday, and he was three for four. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to play. And playing second base for them. So we're like, okay, well, we'll take that if, you know, if that's what we're going to get to replace Kyle Schwarber. Of course, you're not going to get the kind of power. but And then Josh Bell, 3-for-5 yesterday with a home run in the seventh inning as well. Those are the main contributors. And then, you know, Victor Robles, 2-for-4, the double. Those guys were the main contributors with, uh, with multiple hits for Washington. And they got a 7-5 victory over San Diego. So... That is, that's basically going to be it, folks. That is going to be it. You know, a lot of cool series kind of kicked off yesterday, Um, new series, and um, enjoy them, enjoy them. But if you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.